T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You think that's hard-hitting sports talk like that gentleman wanted the other day from us, right? No. I don't know. But I mean, Tom Brady right now is the is the is the litmus test, the poster child for staying a little bit too long. As much as I want him to continue, because I think the NFL is great with Tom Brady, sometimes it's better to go out the year early than it is to go out too late. And we're seeing Tom Brady, I think, right now hanging on a little bit too late. I know I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth because I think the league is better with Tom Brady because he's great storylines, he's great from the entertainment factor. But his play right now is 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 no better than you know than I don't even know what like uh you know uh who's that Andy Dalton guy like I mean it's six of one half a dozen of another Tom Brady's not a very good player right now I just want him to be around and find a new team next year I and do we too. have all the off and I want the off season stuff of where he's going to play and all it's that fun. stuff it's fantastic from our standpoint give me it six ten sports radio KCSP Kansas City WDF HD two Liberty and Odyssey Station. Did I do that twice or not? You did. You did, but oh, that's did. good. Okay. You doubled down okay. on sure. He wonders why I write down no, Wham last sure. Christmas. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I, thought. I had to sit there and look at myself and like, wait a minute. Did I go ahead and mark for the podcast? I, feel, okay, I, yeah, I yeah, fulfilled the obligation twice is what I was uh, yes. yeah. just getting at. Uh, Friday, January 13th. How about that? A month from today. A month from today. Join us at Cinderblock Brewing in North Kansas City. Starting at 6, we'll be tapping the uh, playoff Pilsner. For this upcoming playoffs with Cinderblock. We had a party there last year. It was an absolute blast. Hope you uh, make a point to come by again or for the first time and say hello. Friday, January 13th, Cinderblock Brewing, 6 o'clock. We're going to tap the uh, playoff Pilsners. Come on out and have some fun with us on Friday the 13th. As Bob had noted, when we uh, we started the promotion, they moved Friday the 13th. This month to today. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, Friday the 13th yeah, in Tuesday. December is on a Tuesday it was this on a, year. It was on a Tuesday, which is... But in January, it's on a Friday. Which is, uh, which is very odd. All right, let's do a little uh, stock up, stock down this week involving the Chiefs. Uh, stock up for me this week. You know how much I love this? The screen game. Ah, there you go. <laughs> it worked to a charm the other day, didn't Win it? it? works it works and i love the screen game whether it's to the running back i love the the tight end the tight end screen give me a good tunnel screen i love the screen game and it was uh, it was going pretty good on on sunday and i think that that's going to be something that's going to be valuable from here on out great in the red zone too yeah helps with those red zone options to be able to get a good screen game going I love it. So the screen o- game. The only problem I'm seeing with the screen game, and this is not a Chiefs thing. This seemingly is an NFL thing. Have you seen more like linemen downfield this year than you've ever seen before? Which I think is kind of a dumb rule. I mean, I actually think it's a very dumb rule. 
Is this going to be the one that gets changed in the offseason? Do fans care if there's a lineman downfield? Do fans even know if there's a lineman no. downfield? Most, and, I mean, and does it really affect Hardo the game? On the couch going, of course I do. I see when the lineman. Yeah. Don't give me that. I'm just saying in general, does it impede your viewing if there's a lineman downfield? No. Do you feel like it's an unfair advantage to your defense when you see a lineman downfield? Not on the flip at side, all. not at all. You don't even notice it. It's effective. We love when the guy, uh, if anything, we love it. When a lineman's downfield laying a block, yeah, I'm all for it. I think it's a stupid rule. I, I think it's I think it's ridiculous because it's it's being called in every game that you watch now. They've got this ineligible downfield, and I'm like, this is dumb. As long as uh, you're not throwing in the ball, who cares? Who cares, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? For, he's not eligible to catch a pass. I don't care if he's downfield blocking. Go and, for and it. And it's not like these guys are like five, ten yards downfield. There was one the other day. The guy was like a yard downfield. Was, I'm like, it, what? Come on. It wasn't this game, but it was the it was the uh, the game prior at Cincinnati where the Chiefs had one called. Yeah. And literally all the offensive linemen were going, we were past this. We, they were arguing. And it was like just such a small fraction. Like it didn't impact anything. It doesn't impact the play. So I think I think it's a dumb rule. I'm with you. But mine kind of comes from the screen game as well. For my stock up, Trey Smith, that block where he destroyed that dude on the McKinnon screen yes. touchdown to make it 20 nothing. Best block I've seen since Will yes. Shields was running down the field in Arizona back in Ott 3, leading the way for Priest Holmes. Like, that to me was a Hall of Fame type of block. When you go into the Hall of Fame, that type of block is what they're going to show people. That was that was ripping off a face, brother. Let me go. And Jerick McKinnon gave him the football, and he spiked it. Hell, he did. I missed that. Yeah. That's good. That and block then they was. Were, and they were celebrating on the sidelines more for the block than they were for McKinnon's touchdown. They thought it was awesome. Of course, that's so a I'm touchdown sure, for a lineman. I'm sure the film room. One of the film room reviews was. Oh, yeah. Rewind, play, rewind, Keep play. Going back. Now, this is how you do it. Hooting and hollering on that one. And they should. It was you great. ever destroy a man? Here's how it's here's done. How it's right done. Here. You ever take somebody's soul? Here's what it is. Have you, have you ate pancakes <laughs> yeah. lately? I think it was Justin Simmons, right? <laughs> yeah. They buried? Yeah. Here's how you deliver a stack of pancakes right here. My stock up this week, very simple. McKinnon and Pacheco. More of this, please. Stay consistent with the running game. It opens up the passing game. Please, Andy, I know you're not listening right now, but in the third quarter, Pacheco only had one carry to a certain point. Give me more Pacheco McKinnon stock way up. Uh, Stock down this week. Uh, To me, the young secondary. They really did not have a day on on Sunday. Trent McDuffie had his first like exposure. One ball hit him in the face mask. They didn't see coming. Mm -hmm. Another guy was wide open in the end zone on him and he got chewed out. Um, Joshua Williams got, I call it veteran, but it wasn't really because if it's another young player, it's not, but, uh, he got another, he got pushed off on. All right. Yeah. Okay. And it, it, it should be, no, should be the I case. like that term. He got veteran that yeah. because that's exactly I, I what felt it like is. He's a freshman in, uh, in college basketball that, that they're not getting that call. But once they're a senior, they'll Wait, get there's that no call. seniors in college basketball. Right, once, Bad they're, analogy. once they're the once second, they're second semester, semester freshman or second semester <laughs> freshman, uh, they'll get that call. But, you know, you have that call. You're like, yeah, you're not getting that now, kid. You haven't been through enough to get through it. He's getting a, a few of those uh, moments as well. But probably the roughest day for the uh, the young secondary. I know uh, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride asked Andy Reid about it uh, yesterday. Pete will join us coming up at 730. We'll get a little bit more on that. 
Um, for me, stock down this week, Andy Reid. And and the reason is, is because I got to see Andy Reid develop that killer instinct going forward and close out these games. I was talking to my dad yesterday, and he, he we were talking about the Mahomes throw, right? He goes, that was amazing. I go, yeah, it's too bad he had three interceptions. He goes, oh, he did? I didn't realize that. I said, they were up 27 nothing and almost lost the game. Like, if you tell people that, right? The Chiefs were up 27 nothing and almost lost that game. People are like, how is that possible? It's possible because the killer instinct isn't there. Go for the kill shot. Destroy the opposition. And then something we didn't talk about yesterday. If you're in the playoffs playing against a playoff team and you're faced with a penalty that's going to make it second and 34, why aren't you just declining that penalty and making it third and 24 instead of giving them an extra opportunity against your defense that is in a lull right now. I'm with you. I thought that was a really bad coaching decision by Andy Reid, and that's the type of coaching decision that gets you beat in the playoffs. You do not, going forward, give a team another opportunity. Second and 34 sounds like a lot. Two plays later, they convert, and they scored a touchdown on that drive. Make it third and 24. If you can't get off the field on third and 24, then we have bigger problems. I just thought that was a bad decision. Or by if Andy. they're kicking a field goal, so be it. So be it. Big deal. No big deal. Make him make him kick a field goal. Yeah. Um, I think you're, I, I think we're all nodding. Yeah. I felt like there's a lot of consensus about that when Andy Reid was asked about it yesterday and didn't really give an answer. Yeah. I think it might've been field position on that. I'm not sure exactly just recalling it, but field position was one of the thoughts. What? <laughs> I was like, ah, you didn't want to answer that yeah, one. Yeah, didn't want to answer. No, it's yeah. a bad decision yeah. by Andy Reid. Th- those bad. are the decisions, though, that people you know kind of scratch their head about, like with Andy Reid, with the small yeah, but with Andy Reid, because there aren't many. But th- that's that's a type of decision that gets you beat in the playoffs, doing something like that. Stock down for me, number one would be the handoff to the fullback on third and one. Stop, please. Yeah, no one's buying that. It's not working at all. Anytime he comes into the lineup, you know where the ball's going, and he's not getting the yard. Number two, MVS, unreliable. I can't – I just can't trust him. You can't throw him the ball. It hits him in the hands and it falls. If he has to make a play, he still can't catch it. I'm out on MVS. Stock way down. So that is a little uh, stock up, stock down involving the uh, the Chiefs uh, this week. It's not often, Bob, mm-hmm. that they're wrong. But when they're wrong, it should be pointed out. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. Don't forget to catch Patrick Mahomes on the drive every Monday at 2.15 with CDOT on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa as for me and Grandpa, we believe. What year was this? It gotta be the 80s. Been drinking too much eggnog. Has to be in the 80s. And I, I'm guessing it probably was. Yeah. Because when it was first out, your grandma was drunk. Loved it. And she yeah, you did. It had it had a window. Yeah, it did. It had a window. I don't know how long. When we found her but it, it, it faded, and now you just want to gouge your eyes out. Oh, so you see you're out on this one? Yeah. I don't, this one yeah. doesn't bother me like yeah. wham. But this one was great when you were the right age, I think. I think so. You're right. As a kid, it was really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to argue that one with you. Yeah. Hey, um, very big birthday today to talk about. Dick Van Dyke, 97 years old today. How about that? Congratulations, yeah. Dick. Barker was 99 Nine. yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke, 97 today. And my friend Paul is 46. 1979, Elmo and Patsy. That was a 79? 79. Okay. Wow. I I swear that came out like it was a new release in the mid-80s when I was a kid. Like I a mean, new it was, Christmas song. It was great when you were the right age, I think. And I was, that was right in my... Yeah, that was right in your wheelhouse right, right in the there. Wheelhouse oh, yeah. There. That was good. Yeah. That was I was awesome. grandma drunk. You just wanted to hear that one on the radio. Um, this comes from the Wall Street Journal, by the way. Retail workers have a headache from listening to Mariah Carey's Christmas song all day at work. Quote, I might go crazy. Yeah, yeah, the Mariah Carey Christmas song? Yeah. All and I that, want for Christmas is you? Yeah. And uh, apparently retail workers are uniting, saying this is giving us problems. Yeah, it, like that you know, the PTSD. Yeah. You know, oh, my God, yeah. I hear the song and I go into shock. Yeah. 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 We all have those songs. I, I've told you the story about the, the ShopRite songs from working in the grocery store. When I hear one of those, it still brings me back to the produce department. Yep. yep. So the uh, 
There's now a, I don't think it's a lawsuit, but there's trying to get it to uh, to stop playing. Mm-hmm. They band it together to say enough is enough. I don't mind this song at all. I kind of like it. Did I send you the picture of the Carmen Electra with A-Rod and Jeter yesterday? No. A-Rod, Jeter, and Carmen Electra in a softball tournament back in like the early 90s when those guys were really, really young. And Carmen Electra is in the picture between the two of them wearing jersey number 69. Boy, she was hot. What's that got to do with this song? Mariah Carey, Carmen Electra, both good looking. I'm sorry to hear anything you said. Mariah's in an elf suit right now. Yeah. That's kind of what made me think of Carmen Electra. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you can uh, you can weigh in on your worst Christmas songs all day. 913-586-7610. We wham. Might play them. Mm. <laughs> wham. Bob, I don't say this often. Yes. You're right. I am. I'm on your side here, Bob. Wow. I probably don't do this often enough for you. Let me let me take down the music real quick. But, uh, I need a clean version of that. Go ahead and say right. that again. Bob, you're right. Thank you, Josh. Sweet. I know, but I mean, Billy knows this, too. This, so. is, this is a rarity. It is for me, but I'm I'm Team Bob on this one. All right, B Dub. Before we get into this, you Team Bob or Team, team Jen? Team Bob all the way. Team Bob all the way on this one. <laughs> okay, I, I don't think anybody's going to be. Hold team. on, wait a minute. Let me check the Life 360 app. Where is? Oh no, you're good. You're you good? can go you're on your own on this one because okay, yeah. yeah. Um, who you're checking on, she'd be wrong, too, in this situation. Yeah, yeah. I'll check yeah. the life. Yeah, yeah I'm just making sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, let's see, let's see. Uh, oh, yes, Jen is driving right now, and I does don't it, care. It doesn't matter. You, she, she, sometimes she you need to hear, hear stuff, this. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and the fact that you're on my side holds a lot of weight because she really <laughs> respects you. Well, there's her first right? mistake. No, no, she does. She's there's like, well, Josh, this, like, she values Josh, right, for whatever reason. Well, if Josh said it, then it must be true. So, um on Sunday, my wife says, I'm going to I'm gonna take the Bronco out and, and go run some errands. I'm like, all right, cool, man. And I appreciate that. Go go take the Bronco out. Go see my guys over Bob Allen Ford and Auto. Get yourself a Bronco. And so she drove the car all day yesterday. Monday morning, I get in the car, and the seat's not put back, which is common practice. You know, she never puts the seat back to its original yeah, position. Yeah, that, that, that does happen. Like, everything, it happens. Everything, we all do that. The yeah. radio's messed with. Yeah. The mirrors are moved. That's, I, yeah. that's fine. I right. probably I do the same thing, and, you know. Right. So, so you fix fine. it back when you get in. Not a big yeah. deal. Yeah. But I turn the car on, or I push the start button now, as we have with cars, and all of a sudden, like, alarms start going off. Flashing lights. Emergency alert. Pay attention. What's going on? And I'm going, oh, my God, it's 4 in the morning. The car's screaming at me right now. Everything's all messed up. And I look down. There's no gas in the car. She drove the car all day out and about doing errands, which is fine. I don't care. Do whatever you want. But Just at put least gas in the gas tank. give me 10 bucks of gas, right? Yeah. So I have no gas to get to work. And so I'm like, oh, my God. Of all the things, how am I supposed to get to the office today? Like some people, I could have just stayed home. Um, but I decided I'm going to go in. We don't have that kind of power. No. No. I, I, I'm going to go in because it's my job and that I'm supposed to be there. Mm, mm. Worst case scenario, I may have to push the car into the gas station to get gasoline. Fortunate enough, I made it to Quick Trip right over here 
on Shawnee Mission Parkway in Metcalf because not a lot's open at that time nope. in the morning. Nope. The closest quick trip that was open by the time I you know, realized what needed to be done, and I was able to get gas. It was beneath that level where all the sirens and the whistles and, and you know, the, the, the guy from Ford is calling you on the phone. Hey, you need gas. Yeah, it's not right? just it's not just hey, it'd be good for you to stop and get gas. It's pretty much telling you you're out, man. You're, you're on fumes. When the bells like, and whistles start going. When you when you hit the, the stoplight and you hear the the boom. Yeah. Or you can hear the gas swoosh in the tank. You can tell the gas is back and forth in the tank because it hums differently. Yeah. Yeah, you know you're 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 pushing it. Right. So am I in the wrong? So I said to her, You didn't you took the car. You didn't fill it with gas. I'm not even saying fill. Give me twenty bucks, yeah, ten bucks, just whatever. enough just, to get just enough to get to the gas and station. And just say, hey, uh, you're gonna have to fill it. Right, I, I got you enough. Did, to didn't just, tell me I was gonna need to fill it. Just either. a little heads up. Didn't come home and say, hey, by the way, I didn't have an opportunity. Got late. I didn't get gas. No, nope. you got like twenty miles left, and and you're gonna need to get gas. No warning. No heads up. So I was startled. You know, taken aback by all the bells and whistles going off. And then looking at the gas gauge, realizing, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it today. She's in the wrong, right? Yes. 100%. Yes. Okay. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. She's in yes. the wrong. Yes. We're yes. all yes. in agreement, yes. right? She goes, ah, there was still like 35 miles left. You'd have been fine. I'm like, that's not the point. The if point you, is. Let's reverse roles. Let's oh, all reverse roles. Oh, here we yeah. go. You, you, here we yeah, go. You, here we go. It ain't working, right? We no. all get, we don't even you have get, to finish you the get story. A piece of a, yeah, no. I don't even oh, have to yeah. finish no. the story. Yep, the right? attitude would be through the roof. Yeah. Through the roof. That thing's on E. How the could are you on. not fill up my car it's, with gas? You left me stranded. It ain't, it ain't right? right. So right. we know it's not right the other direction. Correct. Be hearing about it all day long. Can't believe you didn't even put no gas in there. Right. It's just very selfish when you think about it. It is. Marriage is supposed to be a partnership. Not one where you leave your husband stranded on the side of the road with no gas. Because you are right. If that was her car and I didn't fill it up with gas. I don't, you don't have to finish the story. Everybody knows. Everybody's going, Weeks uh-huh, uh-huh. I would hear yeah. about that. Uh-huh. Right? Yep. Weeks. Weeks. Months. Years. We'd be renewing our vows at 50 years. And she'd go, well, except for that one time you didn't fill it up with gas. Oh, she'd wait to pull that Trump card any time she had it. I mean, unbelievable. I am fortunate that I was able to make it to a gas station. Otherwise, Josh, you'd have been picking me up at the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And you would have been like, what happened? I was like, well, Jen didn't fill we up the car We got to go get a gas. gas can. Come back. Yeah. So I'm interested to hear from the text line. I'm not in the wrong. <laughs> no, no. We don't even... <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, this no. isn't a question. This, this was 100%. This is not even a, this is 100%. She texted that she's listening. I'm good. 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 Here, next yeah, time, put a little gas we, in the car. Yeah. That's all. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Please say that again. Yeah. Put a little gas in the car next time. Yeah. Don't fill it up. Just, just a little bit. A little bit. Just get you there. Just yeah. get me to the gas get station. Off the light off. Right. I think the light off's the mark. Like, probably over probably over quarters, the way to go, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. $15, but, $20 but, dollars but at most. At the very least, that light, it's got to be off. Yeah. Yeah, you roll in, you see that light pop on, you go ha ha ha. ha because ha, I think ha. you want to give yourself a little bit of wiggle room because you don't want the halfway somewhere the light goes on and go, hey, thanks for not putting it again. It's the same effect, right? Right, right. So you got to get to a level where you're good for the day for or the something, day. you know. Yeah. So that's a quarter to a half. I mean, yesterday least. was very busy. I had to go to the J after work. I didn't have time to stop for gas. That's right. So I roll into the QT and I get gas, and I'm going to say something on the air that nobody knows. You get a pretzel. 
B-Dub sitting in his truck eating. Oh, no. <laughs> you didn't see me at the gas pump. <laughs> I did not. And I drive a white Ford Bronco, so you could have seen me. I, I, see, I see him, was I see a sausage him roll. walking out of the quick trip. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> then I drove away, and I get to work. About 20 minutes later, here he comes. I go, he was eating donuts in the car. And he had a, <laughs> no donuts, he, no he, donuts. And he had that he had that proud walk about it when he oh, came he in. Oh, he was right? happy, man. Yeah. He was feeling good. I got that jalapeno sausage roll on me. <laughs> What'd you Busted. have? What'd you have? I had a jalapeno sausage yeah. roll yesterday yeah. morning. Yes, yeah, I did. did. No donuts, nothing else. Everything else was clean. I had the I had the oatmeal. I had my salad. I had my apples. But yes, I did sit in the car and shame eat a jalapeno sausage roll. Damn you, Bob. I'm still on your side on this. Though. I know. And I outed you on that one. But you were in a public place. Had you been shame eating at home like I do, would have been okay. We don't talk about that, right? That's right. That was yesterday? <laughs> yeah, yesterday morning. Yeah. You guys <laughs> didn't see me shaving eating a jalapeno sausage no! roll? No! <laughs> <laughs> I was there. <laughs> Josh was shaving eating around back. Oh. <laughs> Trying to burn a cigarette yeah, before anybody yeah. sees. He's showing the jalapeno roll. Security cams will see all of us. <laughs> <laughs> At the same quick trip. That's hilarious. All Where do you shame me? Because I looked at them like, Monday, crap, I was there too. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, where, do you, where do you shame where me? Do you shame 913 Since we're all in unison, that Team Bob in this one, yeah. uh, where do you shame me? 913 yeah. No, but nobody is defending my wife. Like, and no. and she doesn't deserve to be defended nope. on this nope. one. No, nope. right? A little gas in. Very, yeah. very simple. Uh, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joins us. He asked Andy Reid about a unit that was on the struggle bus Sunday. Next. You're listening to Fesco in the Morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. Hey, this is Brett Veach. Please stop playing Brett Veach Town. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Who's calling? I think it might be Pete. Pete, sweetie. Arrowhead Pride, editor-in-chief. I think it might be Pete. Two things I really like, hearing from the old number fives yeah. and our weekly chats with Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, all our brought, 610 Sports Radio Chiefs Insider. All brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. And Pete, I, I made the, the the flip of the, the calendar, if you will. Everything that I view now is how would this ha- work if it was a playoff game? Would this be okay if this was the playoffs? And the way that that game went the other day, you throw three interceptions in the playoffs, you're going home in the playoffs. Yeah, first thing first things first. I, I love starting my morning with B dub telling me, Hey, I'm sorry that, that we're a little late. We had to talk about Bob's wife and, and how she feels <laughs> 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 uh, I, I, uh, I appreciate the apology from B dub. No, what I would tell you about, about this particular situation with the Chiefs is no, that wouldn't have been good enough uh, against the playoff team. And I, I think the the better positive here uh, for for Kansas City is just the idea that they have four weeks to sort of season. You know, I, I think they have a good foundation. They're okay. 
but they do need to sharpen and clean before they, they get to the NFL playoffs. Because if you're doing what they did against a team like Buffalo or, or Cincinnati, you're, you're going to go home early. And they may get a, a good team. You know, if the season ended, it would have been before yesterday. They would have been playing the Chargers uh, today with the Patriots when it's the Patriots. And so even that first matchup is going to be a little bit more difficult than maybe it was a year ago if they do have to play it like they played the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So time to clean it up, and, and they have four weeks to do so. I forgot about the Steeler game last year. That one was just totally like, you know, out there because it was just such a nonchalant, <laughs> true, like, meaningless yeah. game almost in the in the postseason. But you mentioned the Patriots. Wouldn't you rather face them than the Dolphins or the Jets or the Chargers? Chargers again, yeah. Yes, without, without a doubt. Uh, whenever you can play, play a team where Matt Patricia is your offensive coordinator and you have Patrick Mahomes, I, I think you're, you're going to have the advantage there. I, I think seeing a team for a third time is never something that you would want in, in the L.A. Chargers. Uh, the Dolphins, I, I feel like, can when they're playing their best ball, can kind of go blow for blow with the Chiefs. And so, yeah, I mean, as of right now, I, I think I'd rather take a, take a team like the New England Patriots, so I think the Chiefs would have the ultimate uh, advantage over if they were to have to play for Wild Card Weekend. But I don't know. I, I, still, I still think that there's a loss in there, Bill, for Buffalo. I don't want to keep saying it because that's not going to happen, right, for Kansas City. But, uh, I mean, I, I look at their schedule, I, I think somewhere along those lines, especially with the way they're playing, which is not as well as they were the first six weeks. And I, I, I think there's a loss built into there for sure. Pete, speaking of uh, playoff ready, and again, there's time to get playoff ready. I mean, we do have – there are a month left in the calendar, four games or whatever. I know you asked Andy Reid about the uh, – the, the young secondary, from a corner perspective, probably collectively had their, their worst day on Sunday. Yeah, and, and I, I think sometimes you need a performance like that to, to lock in and, and to remember that this is still your, your first year in the league, and you have to come each and every week, and every single week is different, and, and you know everything that you, you want to say when it comes to those guys. But, I mean, when they traded Rashad Fenton, who was a – Solid player. Was he a world beater? No, but he was a solid player, a solid veteran for this team. They were doubling down and believing, okay, these rookies can be good enough right now this year for us to win a championship. And on Sunday, in, in that effort, it, it wasn't good enough, and that was why I, I brought it up to Andy Reid. And, and I, I think Andy Reid realized that, and, and, he, and he essentially said, you know, we got to get these guys some more practice when it comes to th- these long balls. And it seems like it's going to be a point of emphasis moving forward. Tough, a little tougher to work on that when you're 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 training these guys in the middle of the year and you just don't as much much time as you had during training camp. But I, I tend to think this is going to be something that they try to to get with these guys and 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 sharpen their skills when when it comes to that type of of ball because you have guys in the NFL playoffs like Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow to an extent who can beat you like that. We we've seen it, mm-hmm. and so I, I think they just need to be aware and, and be ready for that when that challenge comes. You know, Pete, a lot of it for me is like looking at defensive backs and saying, are we getting enough pressure on the quarterback? I think it really does start up front. The inconsistency of the defensive line is something that has kind of bothered me all season long, right? You want to see more consistency. I think George Karloftis is starting to play better. Mike Dana's starting to play better right now. You're starting to hear a lot from those guys. When I look at the defensive backs, how much do you believe is them versus how much is not consistent enough pressure on the quarterback? I think it's a little bit of both. And if you really look at the Steve Spagnuolo systems that have worked and, and worked to championships in, in the past, it's when you really have that, that front cooking. And maybe the defensive backs aren't as talented, aren't all pros, but when the quarterback is pressured, you're, you're getting balls like you saw the other day when 
uh, Legere Sneed was able to seal the game in the interception. I mean, that was what that probably is going to be his easiest interception of his career with the way that ball came out. So you're right. When when you're getting pressure, I think it just changes the game, even if you have somewhat inexperienced defensive backs. And I, I think you're right about the guys coming on as well. Uh, you, you know, Frank Clark is Frank Clark, and sometimes he's going to be there, but it seemed like at this stage, his Chiefs career, it's just tough to rely on on a week-in and week-out basis. So I'm glad you mentioned the guys that you did. Mike Dana really showed, I think, a lot during training camp and then had to deal with an injury for several weeks. And I, I think he's finally the kick, he's finally kicking it back into gear. You like what Carlos Dunlap has done. And, you know, we talked about how the rookies in the secondary can't really be rookies anymore. That's the case for George Karloftis. You know, when these NFL playoffs start, you know, as soon as he can stay healthy, he's going to have what is a season-long worth of experience now. And the Chiefs are going to need him to be a factor in the NFL playoffs for the the reasons that you're mentioning. And I I think when it comes to a ceiling right now, and this is probably a a bad thing to say, but I – I think ceiling-wise, George Karloffis might be your most talented defensive end in the playoffs, and so the Chiefs are going to need him to, to play that way. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. Speaking of the rookies, um, Isaiah Pacheco continues to impress. I love the one-two combination they got going with McKinnon right now. Um, they still probably going to get some reinforcements on offense at some point in time. McCole Hardman was on the sidelines the other day. Clyde Edwards-Alaire might not be too far away. I mean, there's there's some opportunity for this offense to take another step before the season is out. When did Derek McKinnon turn into Jim Brown? I mean, it, this it's it's incredible in, in seeing what he's been able to do with with the ball in his hands. And you know, this isn't necessarily a call for me to to um, give him the ball more, but he, he has six point eight yards per touch, 6.2 yards per touch, something in that realm. I looked it up yesterday. It's somewhere in the sixes. We'll make it up. And then his, his yards after the carry are in, or I'm sorry, yards after the catcher into the 400s. And so I, I think the Chiefs got to just remember remember that they need to get the ball into his hands. And, and I'm not really calling for him to, to get the ball in his hands more just because I think they, they're actually utilizing him perfectly as his change of pace guy, his third down guy, his pass protector. And they're, they're mixing him in as opposed to having him out there. And then I think the best three down back or the early down back, I should say, is Isaiah Pacheco. And, you know, that, that whole point about the rookies that has become a theme of our conversation this morning, he doesn't really look like a rookie anymore. He, really, he looks like one of the, the more talented backs quietly in the, in the league. And to master that patience and, and vision thing on the fly, which is what the Chiefs wanted him to do, and to really look the way he's looked these past couple of weeks, I just think it's going to be a huge asset. The Chiefs are, are a better offensive team when they have the threat of a bruiser running back like that. Patrick Holmes is simply better. It opens the field up. You can see that they have more time even in the pass game as, as long as they're leaning into that early down run game to an extent. So I just I love the way that they're using McKinnon. I am happy that for the team that, that Pacheco has been able to emerge. It's just remember, like, you know, at, you know, at times, let's, let's run the football. Like, for example, especially maybe when, when we're up 27 nothing or, or 27-7. Well, yeah, there were some coaching gaffes, I thought, in, in that game, not running the ball enough, up 27 nothing, putting the throttle down. But but also, like, as bad as the three interceptions were, if Andy Reid makes a coaching mistake, like forcing somebody to go second and 34 instead of declining a penalty and making it third and 24, I, I didn't like that move, man. Like, those are the type of moves in the postseason you can't make. Don't give somebody an extra opportunity with the ball in their hand. Yeah, and and – Look, on the on the season, you're always going to win more with with Andy Reid. But no I, I think there are sometimes these these moments when it's 
critical, quick decisions, and, and that's why I, I think over the years he eventually realized he needed help with the clock, and now now he gets you know gets that help. And so I think there are sometimes um, decisions when you're in the, the heat of the game, it's 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 tough. It's tough to make the call, and a lot of it for him is gut feel. Sometimes the Chiefs win with the gut feel, and other times you know, you'd maybe wish that they went with with the mathematics book. But you're right. That that that's what I, I think is is pressing right now for this Chiefs team. Uh, Playing like this, making mistakes, you know, if you want to call them that when it comes to coaching decisions, whatever, it's okay in a series where you're going to be playing the Broncos twice, the Seahawks, you got the Titans. You can make mistakes and and win the game. Man, everything gets elevated once you reach the NFL playoffs because the margin is just so thin. And so you, you saw what happened in 2019 where the Chiefs would get down and have to come back in the playoffs. I, I'm not sure this particular team is capable of deficits like 24 just because they're so young. So it's playing perfect games at the beginning of games. Uh, and, and I just think hitting the ground running, not making mistakes like that, is going to be so key to the, the Chiefs accomplishing what they want. And calling in Wade Davis and closing out games too. 27 nothing should never be a game that anybody's sweating out. Well, yeah, and and I think, and I mentioned this uh, on, on some of the AP stuff we do this week. It's it, it, it was a, a weird moment for me when they were up by 27, and then they come out firing the the, the ball, and, and Patrick Mahomes makes a mistake, and it's intercepted, leads to a touchdown. Then it's 27-7, and they end up running, I believe it was five pass plays before another interception, and you're sitting there, and you're like, well, why are they getting so aggressive? Why don't they play more conservatively? But one of the, the problems that we have sometimes with Andy Reid is that he switches into conservative mode too early and lets the team crawl back in. So I actually thought it was a moment where, like, okay, you know, they're, they're trying to pour it on because it's still the second quarter. Still, for me, I, the situation was, I believe it was three minutes. I, I just feel like you got to get in the locker room with a commanding lead, especially against a team that hadn't scored 14 points. At the same time, you know, in the NFL playoffs, you don't want them to get conservative either. So there's a little bit of that catch-22 I have. And, and really, I, I think part of that is we don't, as a city, and I don't blame us here, we don't ever want to blame Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs are trying to stay aggressive because in, I think it had been in their nature in a, in a lot of years to get conservative. And I think, in a way, despite what was a really interesting scare on Sunday, that, that actually was a good thing maybe headed into the NFL playoffs. The fact that they're willing to stay aggressive even when they're winning games as 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 much as they were on Sunday but again it wasn't fun to watch by, by any means um not sure at Houston will be either uh Pete will <laughs> keep up the good work and we'll talk to you next week all right guys that's Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride our 610 Sports Radio Chiefs Insider Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, Josh. It is all brought to you by FanDuel. At front and back. At front. It didn't say at front and oh, back. Oh, I'm sorry. Should brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. <laughs> I got it at the front. Right, right, right. Our uh, friends, the old number fives, who have the uh, fantastic Pete Sweeney song. They'll be at the uh, Caw Valley Public House in Lawrence coming up on Saturday on BB's Lawnside Barbecue on the uh, the 22nd. Are so. they uh, releasing a Pete Sweeney single? Because I know people want that for holiday stocking stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is like catchy. If, if, do you think they'll put like a compilation together and burn a few CDs we can stuff in stockings? <laughs> sure. They probably do that. All right. Kids are doing it online now. Yeah, I mean, you guess, probably yeah. release it digitally somewhere and probably pick it up that way, you know.
We'll check in. All right. Uh, the Royals are seeking your input on the stadium tonight. Oh, this ought to be fun. Next. This is Fesco in the Morning. Preferred two to one over other competing dentists. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Your home for car audio since 1967. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. The moon is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. And that's enough. Feelings here that only comes the time of year. Stadium stuff, stadium stuff, stadium stuff. The uh, the Royals are actually having a uh, public meeting today. I would have advised them not to. <laughs> just build it. <laughs> yeah, just build the damn stadium and don't talk to the public about it. Right? Just do it. Yeah, I would. I would it's gonna be. It's gonna be a mess. Yes. How many Karens are gonna be down there complaining about parking? I would just like, just like the airport. You want it done, get it done. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, I, just I, do it. But hey, they're doing their due diligence. I, yeah, so I there's guess. a uh, there's a public meeting tonight. John the, Sherman's a better man than I am because I would say, sorry, man, we don't <laughs> care what you think. We're just building it. The Plexpod Westport Commons on 39th Street. Um, there is an RSVP. I don't think it's posted on the Royals website, but they're looking for an RSVP. But I'm guessing. The, Public's the, welcome. The public's the public welcome. Or for that, for the media, the RSVP. Um, public, public as well. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but they're gonna have a uh, a public meeting tonight, five thirty to uh, seven thirty, to discuss the uh, the stadium. So yeah, and, and look, I, I think th- this is one of the most divisive issues in in Kansas City. Right? It was the airport. Now it's the stadium. Do you want it downtown? Do you not want it downtown? Quite honestly, it's going downtown. And it I is. and I yeah. hate to I hate to be like the bearer of bad news for some people. How many years have I been telling you they're going downtown, Josh? A while now, yeah, right? a even before yeah. the ownership change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The plan was to go downtown, and so. Here's what I can tell you about the stadium. Well, I'm just going to kind of tell a story, and you can follow along, right? Weave us a Christmas yarn, Bob. Oh, okay. I can do that. I can weave. I can weave. Um, and maybe I can uh, crochet as well. So what the Royals essentially want to build is a new district downtown. And what they're modeling it after, and what they want to model it after, I should say, is the battery in Atlanta. Do yourself a favor. Look up the battery in Atlanta. See what's down there. There's restaurants. There's bars. There's stores. There's hotels. There's all kinds of entertainment options. And there's a ballpark as well. In Atlanta, and I, and I looked this up online, Channel 11 in Atlanta, um, I, I looked up the numbers. They had over 9 million people a year ago visit the battery in Atlanta. 3.1 million went to games. So essentially, three times as many people visited the battery and spent money that went to games, right? Six more million people visited the battery and didn't go to games than the 3.1 million that did. That's a big number. And I've been reassured that when, if and when this stadium gets built, I shouldn't say if, when this stadium gets built and the ballpark district, if you will, gets built around it, all of the money that they make in that ballpark district is going to go back into the team to make the team better. This is a legit make sure it goes to payroll because we are in a day and age now where in major league baseball, we're all under this entity of MLB, but essentially you're 30 different entities operating at your leisure. 
And the money that you generate locally in Major League Baseball is the most important money because you keep all that money. You don't have to share that money. That doesn't go into the central fund like merchandising and the national TV deals and stuff of that nature. You make $10 in Kansas City. If you're the Royals, you keep that $10. You don't have to distribute the $10 to everybody else. And so teams are looking at that and understanding that we've got to find more ways than just selling tickets and hot dogs to generate money. So Atlanta came up with this battery concept. You see what's going on in Wrigleyville now as well. They're taking over. They're they're creating more ways for you to spend money that goes directly to the team. So let's say you got the Royals going downtown. Let's just cut those numbers in half. That's about four and a half million people going down to the Royals ballpark village area on a yearly basis. And with all that money going back into the team, that's a good chunk of change that the Royals can use to make their team better. That's why this new stadium is important. It's not necessarily about, I want a better experience, I want better concessions. This stadium is important because, number one, Kauffman has outlived its its lifespan, right? I mean, you, you, you look at the stadium, it's falling apart. And number two, there are no other areas to generate dollars to help the ball club create more income to make their payroll better, which in turn will make their team better. So that's why this is important. Plus, when you look at the battery in Atlanta, there's over 5,000 people that work there. That's a lot of people that get employed that can have jobs by working in the hotels, working in the restaurants, working in the bars. The battery in Atlanta even has office buildings and apartment complexes and condos where you can live there and be part of everything. So this isn't just a ballpark that they want to build. This is a lifestyle change for Kansas City that at the end of the day, the money you spend there will go to the ball club to make the ball club more financially sound, beneficial to the to, to the city, and will put a better product out on the field. Because in baseball right now, you've got to find other ways, other than that magic TV money, which not here in Kansas City doesn't exist, you've got to find other ways to generate income. And this is a prime way of doing it that has nothing to do with baseball, but all the rewards will be for baseball. Yeah, I mean, I can't draw the, again... I would love, always love to draw you the line right to payroll. Can't do that. Can't can't do that. But does it help? Yeah, everything helps. Getting to that to that to that level. So yeah, it's a it's a experience. It's a revenue generator. It's it's different, but it's valuable and something they cannot. They just simply cannot do at their current location. They, they can't. Look, and, and the other thing too is they've had fifty years to develop that area out there. Nothing. Nothing has been developed out there. It's not a desirous location for a lot of businesses, okay? So you're going to move downtown. You've got the people that are downtown already living there. This is going to present more entertainment options, more living options, more working options, more jobs. It is a wonderful plan for the Royals to be down there in the East Village. What does that mean for the Chiefs, right? Well, from what I've been told, the Chiefs are not renewing their suites past 2030 at Arrowhead Stadium right now. But... There is, and and there used to be an opportunity for you to renew your suites in 10-year increments. They're not doing it right now. They're not renewing anything past 2030 right now. But I've also been told the Chiefs could potentially sign a five-year extension through 2035 to remain at the current Arrowhead Stadium while they're trying to dot I's, cross T's, and figure out exactly what they want to do because they are going to be getting a new venue as well. And from the people that I talk to around town, Josh, on this topic, people are very, very um, 
positive in doing something that involves both the Chiefs and Royals together getting their funds, there really isn't an appetite for just doing the Royals or just doing the Chiefs. But if you combine both of them together, some of the stuff that I've heard, Jackson County, Kansas City, Missouri, the area, the region, is very much in favor of doing something for both franchises, but not just for one or two separate different things. So it's probably going to be something that gets combined. At the same time? I think so. Yeah, I, I'm thinking at least so. The, at least the funding aspect yeah, of it? Yeah, I think, I, I think so. And, and so Because timing, be, timing could be difficult. We mentioned that from the, from the get-go a few weeks ago we, yeah. before you, you revealed this, before you heard this. But mm-hmm. we read that a few weeks ago. I said, you're, you're going you're gonna to be both asking? Ooh, yeah, no, I think that, that, could be, that could be problematic. I'm glad to hear yeah. that maybe there could be a – like a combined ass. Yeah, it's, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a combined ass. It, it it seems to be that people are more receptive and acceptable. Going, okay, it's for both of our franchise. We're cool with that. As opposed to going, well, we're going to pay for one here. One, eh, nah, nobody wants to do any of that kind of stuff. Now, doesn't mean they're all going to stay where they are. I mean, it may just get too expensive for the state of Missouri to have. You know, because remember, they've got the the Cardinals. They've got the Blues on that side of the state. You're going to have the current. You're going to have the Chiefs. You're going to have the Royals on this side of the state. Maybe the money gets too big. I don't know. But what I do know is that there is an appetite right now for the sports fan, for the citizen of Kansas City and the, and the region to do something for both franchises, not just one. But it's going to be something to you know, kind of pay close attention to. The Royals clock is sped up more, I think, right now than the Chiefs are, and the Chiefs are good with that. As soon as they can get rid of the Royals out, at, at, out of the sports complex and the Royals are set up downtown and ready to go where they belong – then you're going to have yourself an opportunity for the Chiefs to kind of take a step back and figure out, okay, what exactly do we want to do? Do we want to try to develop an area that has never been developed in 50 and will be pushing 60 years by the time the Chiefs lease ends at Arrowhead Stadium? Or do we want to look someplace different where we can get development going? So that's something that the Chiefs have to figure out, and they haven't decided where they want to go quite yet. They don't know what they want to do. And I know that the Royals want to be downtown, and that's where the Royals should be. Baseball is a downtown sport. More on on stadiums in a moment. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 